Hello, this is MC Richardson, host and executive producer of Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City. Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come. Going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come. They got some pain, the little women. One day I'm gonna get me one. I'll be standing on the corner, corner 12 to divine. Go ahead, Mr. MC. Go ahead, Mr. MC. Okay. Um, hello, everyone. This is a special broadcast, and our title is The Truce Project. And we have some outstanding people that's going to participate in today's show. And that's via Ferguson, USA, HotTalkRadio.com. And my show is Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City. I am the host and executive producer, along with co-host, our folks. And we have another person that he will introduce, uh, the Mr. Court Judge, the Honorable Martina Peterson. And we'll go from there. Well, did you call her number five one three? Uh, no, no, it's five one three. On the wonder, okay. Well, this is a special show to all our listeners. It's on YouTube, it's on Facebook. And for those who successfully know how to operate your cell phone, you can listen to this special show. Now, are we back. Are we ready, Mr. Hour? Uh, yes, sir. Okay, do we have the Honorable Judge? Good, good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Great to be back again and happy to be uh, co-hosting this show with you. Okay, and we also, I think our first person will be... Uh, Sean uh, Ackerson, and he will explain what he does, the organization that he heads up. Then we'll have the Honorable, or uh, should we say Honorable, we have the City Councilman, uh, Brandon Ellington, and some more exciting people. So let's go from here. Uh, I think, Sean, are you on the phone? Well, oh, thank you, sir. And we got... Um, Honorable uh, Martina Peterson, 
this young man will tell you the organization that he heads up and also the boundaries, and we'll go from there. And we'll get Christy later on. She's at another uh, commitment, and she's one that really is the driving force behind uh, the True Snake Project. Plus, we need to get uh, Brandon Ellington, the city councilman, and we got some other exciting guests. So let's go from let's start up. Is everybody there? We'll get that cleared up. Are we all available? Scott here. Okay. Do we have a shine on the line with us? Do we have a Oh my. We got that feedback, and we were waiting to get Sean on the line, and probably uh, the city councilman, uh, Brandon Ellington, and we got some other people lined up. So once we get this straight, now let's go ahead and proceed. Good afternoon. Hello? Hello? All right. Okay. Sounds like oh. people have hung up with you or have gotten... Well, that, that was uh, our folks, and he said he was sorry about that, but we're ready to proceed. Do we still have the judge on the line with us? Uh, judge Peterson? I guess he had to redial her. The same way with Brandon Allerton, the city councilman. But in the meantime, uh, tell us about uh, Ferguson USA Hot Talk Radio dot com. If you could do that for us, Scott. Oh, I'd be glad to. Uh, Ferguson USA Hot Talk Radio dot com has been around uh, since 2015. Uh, the uh, St. Louis Ambassadors decided to uh, uh, put together a radio station that would uh, spin a positive side of Ferguson after the uh, after the Michael Brown incident and we've been doing uh, uh, shows uh, basically with a social uh, a social conscience since 2015 we went off the air uh, last year uh, but we got back on the air just before Christmas of uh, 2019 and uh, basically our mission is again to put a positive image on Ferguson and the St. Louis area, which we've uh, we've pretty much suffered over the last few years in, in image-wise. Well, let me ask you, do we have our other co-producer on the line with us, or should we redial him? I don't know. Uh, you probably should redial. You're talking about Ira, right, sir? Yes, okay. Uh, yes, I, I don't hear him on the line, so you probably need to contact him. Or he needs to contact you or something. <laughs> Due to technical difficulties, folks, please stand by.
Are you there, Mr. MC? de servicio móvil al que llama no se encuentra disponible. Favor de intentar más tarde. Okay. <laughs> Who's all on the line with us? It sounded like a recording, Mr. MC. Yeah, it sounded like, uh, should I try again? We had our Chinese people no, trying to get some messages out. That was George, more... are you with us? Well, I see. Let me do this. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. If you feel you have... Now we'll try this again. Sorry about that, folks, but we'll be right, we'll be right with you. Okay. A little Spanish this time. Problem there. Uh, who's all on the line with us? Well, sir, I am. Okay. Uh, hold on.
Let me see if I can reach him on a different number. I got him now. Okay. Do we have, uh, who, who all do we have on the line with us? Okay, we got the judge and we got Sean. Uh, the council is not answering. Okay, 695, uh... Yeah, 694. 694. 7377, didn't answer, no, that's 6456. Well, that's the one, 7356. That's the number we have for him. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and proceed with the people we do, we do have. Okay. All right, I don't, I don't know how much of the history we... I just wanted to give a little bit of a background about truth, because I think this is what we're talking about is the truth lake that was a man-made lake back in the 1850s and then also um a truth avenue that was named after dr benoit truth who came to kansas city um and then also helped incorporate it in 1950 he oversaw some of the, those uh, activities when it was incorporated he was a trustee who governed it he died in 1859 and so um, truth has long been known as a dividing line um, between um, the, the black and the white communities or, or uh, the poor communities and, and, and the more affluent communities. Um, it was known as Millionaire's Row back in the beginning when it was first developed because there was a lot of rich individuals that were there. And then with the covenants that J.C. Nichols put in place when he developed the plaza, which prevented blacks and Jews from being able to live um, in the plaza area, it further builds up the racial divide between the east side and the west side of Kansas City, and truth is kind of the dividing line. So I look at this point in time, it appears that there's a push to get uh, And I think we've got Sean here who is leading one of those uh, operations to try and get that accomplished. Sean, are you still on here with us? Yes. Okay, and so I wanted you to be able to give a little bit of history about your organization, uh, what you have done up to date this far to try and get uh, that plan achieved, and then what other steps you're going to try and take um, in the future that you have left uh, to pursue. Sure, so a little bit about us. We, uh, 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 there's two organizations that work actively with the Truist Avenue um, uh, south of 46. Um, and then several organizations that work uh, north, closer to downtown. Our organizations are the South County Council. Uh, they were formed back in the 80s when there was a lot of focus on new development around Kansas City. And uh, the area south of 46 and along Truist was an area that was kind of forgotten about. Um, there was a lot of interest in what was happening at the airport, 435, expanded growth into the suburbs. And a lot of the core portions of Kansas City were being neglected. So a good group of uh, uh, businesses, institutions, and local leaders started meeting to find out how they could have a stronger voice together. And what grew out of that in the early 80s was the South Town Council, initially just a group of volunteers that grew into an association. And, um, and... So from the beginning, the council has worked to try to advance uh, improvements in the area uh, that was once known as South County. It's hard to believe that uh, anywhere 63rd, you know, 75th Gregory would have been considered South at the time. Now that we've got 215th and beyond, but um, at that time, at that time, the area was area was generally recognized as South Town. Um, 
over the years, Southtown worked with uh, business and community members in the area, and in 2013, uh, they worked to form the Troost Avenue Community Improvement District. It's a political subdivision of the city of Kansas City, and the initial focus of the of the organization was what we call uh, call addressing uh, crime and grime. Um, Troost Avenue, at the time that this is forming, is making some substantial improvements. There are some really long-standing businesses, uh, some great community anchors, some great neighborhoods along the corridor. But if you turned on the 5 o'clock news, all you saw was negative coverage. And a great part of that was because of the, the crime that was uh, being promoted uh, over the good things that were happening and uh, the trash along the corridor. So in 2013, the Truth Avenue CID is formed, and, um, and the two primary uh, steps they took initially were uh, hiring day porters to walk the, the corridor uh, generally from 46th to 75th, and then a portion of 63rd uh, from Rock Hill to um, to the Citadel, and to help clean up that corridor visually. In addition, uh, there was a part-time security uh, guard that is hired that patrols and does everything from help people change flat tires and uh, unlock their cars when the keys get in there accidentally. Uh, to respond as assistance uh, when there's incidents in the corridor. The good news is most often that is uh, responding for positive reasons and, and only a few times uh, responding for uh, negative things can still happen. Unfortunately, although truth has improved greatly over the years, um, from a crime standpoint, we do still have incidents. And uh, and so, again, trying to address that image. Um and then, so that's kind of where we're at today, trying to just help uh, businesses uh, be the best they can and advance uh, what they do and not have to focus on some of the external uh, externalities to, to take away from that. Um, and uh, MC had reached out recently about the discussion about uh, uh, Dr. Uh, King and the idea of renaming troops and certainly We've been involved in aware of some discussions about the different efforts, whether that was 63rd or the Paseo or now, I guess, Blue Hills uh, or Blue Ridge, rather, um, about finding something in Kansas City that is worthy of, of honoring Dr. King and his legacy and uh, certainly agree that that is something that we're missing right now and been missing for a long time. And uh, look forward to having a conversation with the community about what what that best fit is, whether that's a north and so south corridor like Troost or whether that's an east-west corridor, um, uh, whatever that may be, uh, it is certainly long overdue and certainly uh, uh, something that would be uh, a great benefit to Kansas City to uh, have something to honor Dr. King. If you just tune in, that voice you heard was uh, Sean Eichelson uh, and also the Honorable Judge uh, Martina uh, Peterson and our co-producer, uh, Mr. Uh, our folks, and also Mr. Scott Owen, who has really helped us put this on the air today. 
and we have some other callers if they are available. Martina, do you know if we, or should we just see if someone's on the line or was they able to reach them? Well, I couldn't get Brandon nor uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Anthony. Okay, his number is 816-405-8809. I doubt it, yes, sir. Okay. He called me. He's from the airport. He's supposed to be listening. Well, anyway, I want to tell the people about uh, what's happening in your organization in St. Louis. Uh, in Missouri, Chamber of Commerce, uh, you know, we host a show here in Missouri called Launches and Zilla Chima Commerce, and today we were fortunate to have the Mayor Ferguson, the jury, Ms. Ellen Jones on, as well as our police chief uh, here in Ferguson, and also uh, the chaplain for the police department. And uh, they were doing a drive today with the ministers in the, in the community, a nationwide guy with the church with the police department to raise food and provide food for all the communities uh, that need food. And the mayor was out, uh, she, her, uh, she has an issue with was filling up, you know, with people, you know, with food, I should say, dropping off and, and you know, and then going back, filling up. And so we were able to be a part of that. And then we had Mr. Chuck DeVoe, uh, we're calling from Washington, D.C., and we discussed the state of affairs, uh, going from the, uh, what's going on with the president and the health, uh, you know, in the, the debate we recently had with uh, Commander Harris. And with Vice President uh, Pence, and also we talked about the uh, kidnapping to be a different state in uh, in uh, Washington, in, I mean, in Michigan State, and so uh, uh, with the government up there. And we had put a pretty robust show. Okay, uh, and Judge. Also, we, had, we had prayer also by Reverend Alan Also, you know, had a good prayer for us as usual. Okay, uh, Judge. Yes. Uh, do we have anybody else on the line uh, that we can bring on? I'm here, Bubba. Oh, okay. The person you have online, his name is um, Jermaine Hamilton Jordan, and he's with uh, Lincoln College Prep. He's an athlete, and he's also want to tell you about the importance of education. Go ahead, Jermaine. Well, uh, I've been at Lincoln for four years, since freshman year, all the way to senior year, and uh, playing football, it tells me a lot. Um, I, I have a full ride to the University of Arkansas, I'm a full ride scholarship, and I mean, uh, education is very important because I'll, I'll, myself, I'll be graduating early here in December, and I'll be headed to Arkansas on January 6th, and like, without the grades for any athlete out there, I mean, kind of hard to really play a sport that you love because when a first when a coach first walks in the building uh, he, it doesn't matter how good you play how talented you are you want to ask what's your GPA what are you like in the classroom a uh, college coach may not even talk to your high school coach as soon as he walks in the building he may talk to a gender how, how, how are you around the school it means a lot and I've got uh, at first I, I was glad for my grade having point seven and but my grandfather he told me and my grandmother grade come first and I I watch the game but how are you doing in school? You always talk about football, you never talk about your grade. And this last uh, junior year I I passed uh three point five yeah. Oh wow, that is great. Wow. Now somebody else uh uh Jermaine 
Hamilton, Jordan. I knew you got some questions. He's uh, he's a mere 17 years old, and he's headed. Tell him about how many scholarships offered you had. Oh, I've had, I have four power five division one offers, and I've had 13 others. So in total, I have 17 total offers uh, from all all four rides, all division one schools. Well, congratulations. That is amazing. And that's very difficult to keep your grades up and also focus on sports. So kudos to you, kiddo. And and what position do you play? Uh, I played linebacker, and uh, this past year I've been playing running back. Uh, but when I go to the University of Arkansas, I'll be playing a nickel. is a hybrid of a linebacker and a safety. Okay, good to see. Well, let me ask you this. Sorry about your loss last night, but on the same token, what courses did you excel in? Uh, my understanding, you speak Spanish not only fluently, but you can write it fluently, as well as now you're taking a a course in uh, uh, French. Yeah, with that, I'm, I'm bilingual, I'll say. Uh, I went to a school, Full Language Academy. I went there all the way since pre-K. And now I'm in my senior year, so that's 13 years of schooling. And I've spoken Spanish in every single grade level. In my seventh and eighth grade year, I, I actually went to the University of UMKC and took their uh, standardized Spanish test to get actual credit. So I have Credits already in college, and uh, as soon as I get to Arkansas, I'll see if those those credits from UNKC can transfer over to my Arkansas classes. Uh, I mean, I'm tri- I'm bilingual, and this past year, since I've taken every single Spanish class, they had to put me in another language class to graduate, and they put me in beginner French, and I passed I passed that language, I passed that course both semester A and B with a 97 overall. You received a lot of, I'm going to let the judge talk, a lot of congratulations, but what advice do you do you have to offer to other people, not only your age, but younger than yourself? And how early should you start preparing? Uh, preparing for what exactly? For college, for education. Oh, college education? I mean... A lot of students and a lot of kids, I mean, growing up, everyone knows about college, but really you just have to enjoy your time. And right now, I mean, the college opportunities will come as you get older, but I would just say, like, just enjoy your time. If you're in middle school, just prepare for high school. High school will prepare you for the college level. Well, let me ask you, you rank third or fourth in the nation in javelin throwing, aren't you? Uh... Oh, you did? Wow. I did play third in the nation. Uh, Really, how I got into javelin, I don't really even know. One of my coaches, he was like, just come try this out. And he coached me up my sophomore year. And I I went all the way to districts, and I placed sixth, the top five events. And I'm really a competitor, and placing sixth place really hurt me. The whole offseason, my whole football season, I kept continuing to practice. And actually, my junior year came and I went and played sixth at the state finals in track. So I have a medal for that. And I'm an all state track athlete. 
And then last summer, uh, I got into it again with the AAU organization, and I, I worked my way all the way until nationals, and I placed third out of the whole country out of 127 kids at that school. Anyone else have any uh, questions that might want to ask Jermaine? I'd just uh, like to say, this is Sean, I'd I'd love to say congratulations. I've got a sophomore at Lincoln Prep. It's an outstanding school, and uh, love to hear when the students excel. Thank you, thank you. Would you happen to know his uh, chime? What is his name? Let's see if Jermaine might know him. He's my son is Garrett Ackerson. He's a uh, he's a sophomore there. Just joined uh, his freshman year. And uh, I haven't talked him into being a football player yet, so for now he plays soccer. <laughs> I heard the last name. I, I didn't talk. Uh, That's all right. He knew yours, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you, anybody else have any questions they want to ask Jermaine? Well, I do. This is Ira Fox. I'd like to invite him to be on my show next Saturday. Uh, we do a show every Thursday in the month where we call it uh, Talking to the Lead Generation. Was is hosted by Cheyenne uh, Hubbard, who's out of who's out of Kansas City there, and uh, she's our host. And uh, she graduated also from the school from Lincoln. And uh, we'll see. I'd like to have her as a guest, if possible, next year on our show. Are you available, uh, Mr. Jordan? Yes, sir, Papa. Uh, we'll have to, have to keep updated with you, and I'll be able to be on the show next Saturday. And it'll be from one. It'll be from one to three o'clock. Well, we want to thank you. We know you really practiced uh, your rehearsal before coming on, the, but you're an excellent speaker anyway, so you didn't have much trouble preparing for uh, your little uh, presentation this day, did you? No, I've been in media all my life because of you. <laughs> thank you very much. Do we have any other calls on the line yet? Uh, well, I can try some more people. Okay. I, you know, I have a couple more questions for Saxon then. Uh, just to get a little bit of history, um, I know that you all have done some amazing things to try and make uh, Truth Avenue Corridor a, a better place. Um, yeah. And I, I guess my question to you is, um, are you all interested in supporting um, changing Truth to um, Martin Luther King Avenue or, or Street? And um, if so... Um, what what do you think you're going to need to focus on doing in order to get that accomplished? It looks like in the state of Missouri, there's only three streets um, in the whole state that are named after Martin Luther King. One in St. Louis, there is one in Springfield, and then there's another one in St. Louis County that is named after uh, Martin Luther King. And uh, that's in Kenosha. Uh, Missouri, which is right outside of uh, St. Louis, Kansas City. It's one of the oldest African-American communities to be incorporated in Missouri. But other than that, there's no other streets. And so uh, have you all had conversations um, in your organization to decide to get behind this movement, or is it something you're just still talking about? You know, honestly, we were just learning about it uh, and haven't even had a chance to meet and talk about it yet. Uh, you know, there, again, there's been so much support for the concept of of having something significant named, and I think it's just landing on the right thing and finding where there's support. Um, certainly not opposed to the idea of it being Truce Avenue, but we want to make sure we involved our business and leadership community there, um, and and 
want to take the sidestep that we took with uh, Paseo. I, I hate the attention that that drew and the negativity uh, that it brought uh, around having to take the signs down and, and uh, search a different route. And uh, But, you know, again, what a deserving man to have uh, all the accomplishments um, and, and to not have something in not only Kansas City, but I hadn't, I hadn't known that there was so little in Missouri as a whole. Um, to not have something that recognizes uh, not only what he accomplished in his lifetime, but the legacy that he's left and the, the hope for continued change that he represents, um, it, it just uh, absolutely deserving of recognition in Kansas City. And I think we're, we very much would be uh, supporting and helping find where that or what that is, whether it be, uh, whether it be the lake or uh, an avenue or a boulevard or a landmark or all of the above. Okay, the lake, is that's just a momentum starting off with the lake. But I wanted you to say the different businesses, you got the health center on truce, you got a lot of businesses, yeah. uh, and tell about you got the two uh, universities on truce. So you got yeah. a it's kind of mix of business and uh, business area. And what I was going to propose, uh, this group going to propose that not only uh, truce, so you're talking about from ninth and truth out to maybe ninety fifth and truth, whereas there be a fountain and a statue. Both of them rest in place. The same thing would apply to getting uh, True Shrake into Martin Luther King because it's been there just like the um, just stated earlier. But do we have? Uh, I'll see if you can get four five eight eight zero nine on the phone with us. I just, I just try it again. Yeah. Is he on the line? No, he's not. No, he's not. Okay. Uh, what about uh, the councilman? Just try him again too. Oh, we can carry the conversation because we got a lot of time in here. And Judge, I just want to thank you. Uh, you really rehearsed it, didn't you? <laughs> I did a little bit of research because it was interesting because there's about 900 cities across the country that have streets named MLK, and Missouri got three cities. <laughs> yeah. And also, we also have a statue about the King and Fountain Park here in St. Louis, also. So I, I do have a uh, curiosity, though. I know there's a lot of things going on, and because of COVID, there's a lot of activities that you all can't participate in down truth. I know that Pizza yeah. uh, Palooza was something that you guys did at one time, and I thought they were going to try and bring that back and do something different with it. But if there, are there any activities that you guys have planned that would be out in the air that people could participate in that you want to talk about or let everybody know about at this time? Sure. Well, and I, I can't take credit for Truce to Palooza. That's on the north end of Truce, and they do such an excellent job with that. But uh, Christy Gastrick, who uh, may join us here later, can probably speak to that. I believe they're going to do a virtual version of that. Um, you know, we're learning to live life a little bit differently, and, uh, you know, a lot of the activities that you would see um, – are, are evolving, uh, some of them virtual, some of them just a little more distance. And, um, you know, things like uh, this time of year, trick-or-treat activities and candy giveaways, uh, things like that. I know that one that we were real disappointed that wasn't going to happen the way that it was originally planned was 
uh, trunk or tree, uh, usually draws about 3,000 kids um, down uh, to, to just enjoy trick-or-treating. And this year that's going to look a lot differently, but they've, they've been very fortunate. Uh, one of our one of our landmarks on Troost is the uh, Missouri Department of Conservation, Anita E. Gorman Discovery Center, long name, right. beautiful facility. And uh, coming up on the, I'm, I'm going to have to double check my date, but I believe it's the 16th, there is a uh, uh, trick-or-treat uh, along the trails behind that facility. A lot of people, if you haven't ever taken the time to stop in there, one, it's just an absolutely gorgeous uh, facility with a lot of educational material. But behind it are these beautiful gardens and walking trails, which are planted with native uh, materials. And this year, uh, they've asked community members to come in and partner, and they're going to have uh, they're going to have socially distanced trick or treating there as a way to uh, as a way to encourage um, as a way to encourage kids to, you know, still be kids this year. I know that's been so hard for the number of kids in your home virtually learning and, and uh, you know, trying to trying to live life in the midst of all of this. And, you know, on a small scale, that's kind of what we're seeing for all of our businesses. Um, you know, whether you've been a, a business uh, in operation for 20 years or you're just starting um, everything's looking different this year, and I've been so proud of all the businesses that have risen to the challenge. You mentioned the universities, University of uh, Missouri, Kansas City, Rockhurst University there on truth, uh, the adjustments they've made to accommodate uh, students coming back and still providing for their safety, or whether it be a small mom-and-pop business. A um, little plug for a business uh, that opened on truth during the pandemic, um, uh, Black Hole Bakery, uh, just an excellent, excellent bakery. And if you haven't had their pastries, uh, everybody needs to try those. But uh, that's a business that was uh, in development pre-COVID. COVID hits, we have the shutdown, and they were able to open with a to-go, basically a drive-up um, with a limited menu and then have the ground be really successful. Uh, it's one of those types of small uh, 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 investor-owned businesses that is really starting to shine a spotlight on Truist right now. Uh, the, uh, the, that's at 15531 Truist Avenue. And I'll give you a hint, if you don't get there before about 10 o'clock, you may be in trouble because they've been so popular, there's a line and they might just sell out. But uh but we've really seen just a, an amazing uh, adaptation during all of this from the business and institutional community, uh, whether that be the schools, uh, whether that be the universities, whether that be the, the hospitals or the residential areas. Um, just everybody has done their best to adapt. And uh, at the same time, we very much look forward to there not being a pandemic soon. Well, I'd like to add to that, you know, 31st and Truth Osage, uh, trail, the Indian and Native Americans all up and down that area. So the whole truth still, that's why it's the only fitting to, for that to become Martha Luther King because Martha Luther King didn't just serve black folks. He did it for everybody. And a person of that statue, we would like to make Kansas City the mecca for Martha Luther King, along with Atlanta and other places, okay? 
Okay, we'll we'll talk to Anthony. Okay. Uh, Anthony, state your name and what is your comment. Mr. Anthony Washington. You didn't scare him away, did you, Ira? <laughs> Anthony, are you on the line? We need to help him, I guess. Okay. Well, why are you working on Anthony? Um, I do have a question um, uh, about, uh, well, first of all, I saw the Black Lives Matter mural down there on 63rd Street. Yes. Uh, I think there's one down on 31st and Shoots as well. We went and did a, a day of visiting all of the murals just to see them, and they're really cool. Um, did you guys have a hand in that, and, and how um, how difficult was it to get all of that set up uh, to be on Shoots? Well, again, I, Chrissy would be best to talk that, about that. Uh, we were a supporter. Uh, Chrissy was an organizer uh, with several people. But, you know, I, what I understand, and she'll tell the story in more detail, but what I understand was there was a discussion about Kansas City wanting to uh, uh, have a testament to the fact that the uh, Black Lives Matter and that, you know, we wanted to support the black community. And where we got involved was at the onset, they were contemplating whether they were going to do one or more spots and uh, had the idea that um, instead of doing one, why not do more? And then it kind of grew. And so we were approached as a community partner and the Troost Avenue Community Improvement District hosted the location there at 63rd uh, in Troost, between 63rd and Meyer. And we're so fortunate to have a couple of great partners in that. One, um, uh, our artist, uh, Harvey Styles Warren, who just put together such a beautiful, beautiful design. Um, it's hard if you drive that. It's hard to see it uh, sometimes. But if you look at it from the aerial view, uh, it's just a masterpiece. And the love that went into that as they painted it, um, was outstanding, and then uh, similarly, there were that was one of six. So there were six locations across Kansas City, and then there was a second location uh, between Meyer and 63rd on Brookside Boulevard, over by Border Star School. And the inspiration for that was uh, the idea of uh, you know children and families coming to school, and um, and receiving that education and receiving that support um, as, as they're greeting uh, coming into school. And, and I know it didn't work out that they're in the building, and uh, but they're certainly aware we had several people that participated. And some of the stories that came out that were just, uh, just, uh, uh, just so touching. I know that uh, I was talking to uh, Vivian Blewett, who was the artist, on the Brookside Boulevard mural, and she said one of the things that touched her most was there was a, a woman that brought her granddaughters with her and said that as she painted, she wept and uh, said that she never thought she would see that type of progress in her lifetime. She never thought she would see that kind of community support in her lifetime. And the other story that she had shared 
was one of a uh, woman that had shown up, said she might as well have come from work or from church. She was in a dress. She was in her nice shoes and high heels and said that it, it meant so much to her to be part of that movement and show of support um, that she didn't take the time to change. She came there, she grabbed the roller and the paintbrush and uh, went to work uh, all dressed up like that. And it just showed um, how important that was to her. And there were so many stories like that. Well, Sean, Sean, if we could, I think it's about Christmas time now. Uh, I want to see if you can get her on the line. Okay, Anthony's calling back in off of her. Well, so far we have some real good information once we got things working properly. And like uh, the judge would say, after we went through all that technology. <laughs> right. And some really great information, Sean. Thank you. Anthony, you're on the line now. Anthony? Well, go to Christy. Okay. Uh, you think he's shy as much as he likes to talk? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know, but that's fine. That's fine. I could do it. I one before. Okay. Yeah, she says she's ready. But she had a. Oh, she heads up a lot of organizations, and they're really into a judge. Uh, Christy, them are really into the the truth. Uh, uh, lake uh, being changed to Martha Luther King Lake. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, do we have Christy on yet? Yes. Christy? Christy? Hmm. Well, there. What number is that? What, 580? Oh, no, 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 I have an entry, but she's Okay. Well, while she's waiting to come on, uh, but Sean, that was some good information, and just like uh, judge you, you really open up everybody's ears, eyes, and whatever about all the accomplishments that probably very few people realize uh, about truth and the possibility of maintaining its beauty, maintaining its history. And it would be better if we make that part of that Mecca, Martin Luther King uh, Avenue. Christy, are you available? No, I called her. Uh, Uh, that's not answering. Okay, what about Anthony? Anthony, are you ready? Well, uh, not, he, well, well, again, okay, that's 405 uh, 8809. Yes, sir. Well, while we're doing that, I want to ask uh, Mr. Jordan a couple of questions about who his role model is. Jermaine, you still with us? Did Jermaine get on? I can, apparently, but his number is, uh, what is it, 863-2403. Well, I, we I could probably ask him next week when he comes on. Sean, I got a question, just a personal uh, yeah. question. Not personal, personal, but I live near 63rd and Truth. And uh, yeah. the Lansing has done a whole bunch of things. There's been a whole bunch of different places that have come in and out of the landing. Are they going to do anything in general in the future regarding the landing. That's a big property there. And, uh, and that's what it is right now. You know, it, 
I'd love to think that the answer is yes. Um, we'd certainly be supportive of that because it's been it's been a long time since that has uh, uh, shined like it once did. I know when we moved to Kansas City, even in the, we moved in the mid nineties, and um, you know it was it was a full fledged uh, center at the time with uh, a lot more amenities than you find there today. I know uh, there has been several plans and some potential buyers, and they've even talked about adding some residential housing, um, you know, bringing in some other stores, and they've tried a couple of uh, restaurant concepts. Um, but I, I can't speak to uh, any current plan right now. I know there's been some discussion about maybe wanting to sell the property and let somebody else try to redevelop it. Um, and, um, and again, we very much be supportive of that. Meanwhile, um, there, you know, there's some, there's some unsung heroes in there. There's some businesses you would probably never know that were there. One of them, which, um, uh, is one of the more interesting ones is, a is a group called Missouri Turf Paint. Now, if you've ever watched the, uh, you remember when the uh, Royals, won the World Series, which now seems like it's been a long time ago. But, you know, behind home plate, you have these beautiful paintings, uh, beautiful stencil logos and uh, Royals logos, uh, uh, baseball logos. If you've ever watched one of the races out at the Speedway, there's these uh, paintings in the, uh, in the infield. Or if you watch a football game and you see paintings in the end zone, uh, Missouri turf paint. It is uh, one that uh, helps accomplish that. They uh, they have this elaborate equipment to build all of the stencils, to pack it up, ship it where it needs to go, and then to actually apply the different paints on the turf uh, when it gets there. So there are some great businesses in there, but it, it uh, for the most part, unless you know them or work with them, you'd never know they were there. Well, let me pick it back off of that. On 31st and a forest where Walt Disney used to be. Of course, he was born in Marceline, Missouri. But that's on truth, right off of truth. Mark Disney, Walt Disney had a, I think they might have made that uh, historic, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know that much about it. I had read recently that they were trying to um, develop a museum there as well, but I don't know enough detail about whether that had moved forward or not. Okay. Well, uh, do we have any other callers? I've been calling both, you know, and with no luck. That's okay. We can wrap it up. You know, the show must go on, and I'm quite sure uh, the judge has some more questions, and I know you have some questions being from St. Louis, and we both, well, I'm from the Show Me State. You from Louisiana, but that's okay. We accept you. Well, Louisiana, your thousand deaths 
And also want to tell everyone, make sure you wear your mask. And when I'm watching this K-State TCU football game, the majorettes and all of them got their masks on the football field. So it's very serious. I know I know we can we don't leave you guys speechless. Well the virus here <laughs> especially in Missouri and especially in Kansas in St. Louis, uh, you know, we are one of those real states that has over hundred thousand people and uh and right now we're well, going into the uh, flu season, people are going on the inside. Uh, that's gonna make these make the you know, the, the virus even worse. So again, you know, uh and especially now I know about in, in Kansas City or okay, in, in St. Louis. Yeah, and then kids go back to school, you know, uh, they've been virtual in high school kids for, you know, for the last couple you know, of during the year. But they're going to then go back to the classroom pretty soon. So uh, it's going to be uh, kicking those numbers, and, and, the, and the numbers are going up, not down. Well, uh, uh, could you bring us up to date the latest you heard on the uh, Census Bureau? And I understand they've been ex- they, they have extended it. October 31st, and we still need to get all the people counted, Missouri, Kansas City, uh, St. Louis, and et cetera. Yes, well, the nationwide has been extended. Uh, what they're doing now is they're doing, uh, like, like what you call, I used to tell you with Marco, but, you know, a lot of apartment complexes they hadn't gotten to, so now they're kind of going back over. Uh, they're probably retooling now, you know, to, to, to get it to the way they went the first time. But a lot of people have been let go, and most of you know, the enumerators you know, have been let go. I guess they were winding down, but they kept on like a skeleton crew to go down now and just kind of go into the areas that people had been before that didn't get answers and stuff. But they still get you know, counting, you know, because you still count, call in and get counted. You know, you know, when you go online and get counted also, so you, know, you can still do those. Okay, that about wraps our show up, so... With our different people that was fortunate enough to be on this uh, this show, uh, tell the people how you can be reached, how the people can contact you, and we'll go from there. Sean, you want to go? Thank you. Yeah, again, Sean Ackerson with the Truist Avenue CID and Southtown Council. You can learn more about us online at southtown.org or on social media at Southtown, Kansas City. Um, and welcome to give us a call at 816-523-5553. And uh, just look forward to working with anybody that is interested in improving our community. And I also, we didn't get a chance. I know that uh, Judge Peterson got to do all the question asking, but I just want to take a chance to say, or an opportunity to say thank you for all that you do uh, I know that uh, your job could be challenging and just wanted to share appreciation. Oh, well, thank you. Um, there's one thing I do want to remind everybody of. Um, it's uh, the voter registration time to uh, register to vote is over. It was over October 7th. But those people who did register to vote, um, remember that if you need to go to do absentee voting, you can always go in Kansas City down to Union Station. And there are a number of reasons why you can go down there. Not only that you'll be gone out of the jurisdiction on Election Day, uh, religious practices or beliefs. If you are incarcerated and you haven't been convicted yet, you are still eligible to vote. And if you want to go down there because you have a concern about being high risk for COVID, you have to be over 65, have a serious 
condition or um, be immunocompromised, have liver disease, or you can live in a long-term care facility, have chronic lung disease, have chronic uh, kidney disease, or have diabetes or severe or moderate asthma. So if you have any of those conditions, you can do absentee voting, so you don't have to be concerned about uh, getting uh, sick if you have to stand in long lines during voting day. But please go down there and vote. Your vote is needed. And um, you know, they just ask you a question, mark your ballot box for you, and then send you on to the little poll so that you can vote. Or if you mail in and you want to mail in and request a mail-in ballot, you have to have it notarized. Absentee does not, but because you have to go down there. But mail-in has to be notarized. So please make sure you take the steps to be counted because we need your vote come uh, November 3rd. Let me take it back off. I was informed by the Veteran uh, Administration that they even have a special place down, we, we call that uh, down there at the old Union Station, but for blind people, you can vote. And that kind of wraps it up for today's show. Really enjoyed everybody. Once again, you really shared some information that we feel was much needed, and not to say we're going to stop. We're going to continue this. Next week's show, I want to do that on construction, and maybe we can get the mayor... Uh, when they go and get uh, at least 100 WBEs, MBEs, uh, talking about KCI, and also uh, we're going to dedicate that to Alex Harris. He was the founder of MoCan, and we will dedicate the next week's show to his memory. And that about does it for me. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you, and we shall continue next week. Thank you. Hello, this is MC Richardson, host and executive producer of Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City Radio Talk Show, live each Saturday from 5 to 6 p.m. We are partnering with the Census Bureau of Chicago Region, getting out the vote and the importance of voting on November the 3rd to Ferguson, USA, Hot Talk Radio. That's Hot Talk Radio. Going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come. 